0: Kia ora Uh, welcome to the Do Good Tees podcast. The Do Good Tees podcast is brought to you by Do Good Tees. What a surprise. Do Good Tees is a t-shirt company with a bit of a difference. We take um, art from artists and we put it on our t-shirts. We don't just take it, we get their permission and we give a portion of the profits directly to them and then they choose a charity and we give a portion of the profits directly to that charity too. So by wearing a do-good tee, you're supporting the artist and you're supporting a sweet charity like the Mental Health Foundation or Rainbow Youth or the Women's Refuge, all sorts of great charities. Look good, do good and check us out on the web at dogoodtees.co.nz and our Instagram is at do.good.tees. Enjoy the podcast. Okay, Maddie, what I want you to say is welcome to the do-good tees podcast.
1: You do it with me.
0: Yeah, okay, one, two, three. Welcome. Do
1: the, Uh, I don't know the rules.
0: The rules are that you say "Welcome to the Do Good teas Podcast." That's the rules. That's the rules? That's the rules. Okay, you ready? Toto fa. <laughs>
1: It's not a question of if the deadly coronavirus will make it to New Zealand, but rather when, according to New Zealand health officials. Tomorrow, cabinet will consider the deadly coronavirus, coronavirus is now in New
2: Zealand. Disease. It was confirmed New by New Zealand the Prime has introduced what it of the was toughest ordered restrictions in restriction the world. I was feeling really good of These decisions will place the most significant restrictions on New Zealanders' movements in modern
0: history. It's everywhere. I'm not just talking about the virus that has seemingly brought our country and our planet to a screeching halt, but the coverage. Every time we turn on the TV, every moment spent scrolling through our news feeds, it feels like it's the only thing people are talking about in these unprecedented times. Unprecedented. It's a word that seems to be thrown about a lot at the moment, and it's one that apparently I can't pronounce. But these are times the likes of which most of us could never have imagined a mere few months ago. So tell me, how are you doing? No really, like how are you coping with all this? It's only human to be doing it tough due to the magnitude of the crisis. Whether your livelihood has been impacted, you're worried about the health of your loved ones, you're struggling with being cut off from your family and friends, or maybe the opposite, maybe they're in your bubble and you're struggling with being able to hear yourself think. On today's podcast we're going to be talking about mental health in a lockdown and hopefully give you some tools to take care of your own mental health and the mental health of others. Often when we think about mental health, we think about those folks among us who have depression, anxiety, bipolar, those among us who battle real demons, and have pretty serious disorders. The fact of the matter is though, we all have mental health, just as we all have physical health. And at times like these, there are so many of us feeling anxious and overwhelmed, that now more than ever, we really need to start looking after the top two inches. What's up Tony? That's Sam O'Sullivan, highly respected clinical psychologist, the driving force behind the popular online series Tough Talk. Uh, He also lives on a farm in his van. He's basically like a rural guru beatnik of some description. Rural guru. That's a horrible word to say. A horrible horrible couple of words. The first thing I asked him was if he had any advice for people who are feeling overwhelmed, scared, or anxious about the huge uncertainty that COVID-19
2: had brought into their
0: lives. Let's be honest, it's a total cluster pickle
2: the first thing i'll say is it's just it is overwhelming this is huge it's probably one of the biggest you know uh, events to happen um at least in you know our generation and i mean the people who seem calmer about it tend to be older people who might have experienced war you know something something like that and i have actually talked to older people who are going oh you know this 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 isn't so bad Whereas for a lot of people, it's, it's huge and it's really hard to get your head around. I find it really hard to get my head around that this, this thing is happening globally and having huge repercussions, a lot of those which we'll, we don't understand and we don't know what's going to happen. And that's, that's normal. I mean, that's what I say first, it's just it's normal and we're all going through this together and it's really important to remember that.
0: Sam's right, one piece of comfort we can take from this is we're in it together. We're all in the same boat here. And you know, it's okay to feel overwhelmed, those feelings are completely normal. But how can I minimise some of those feelings?
1: Hi Tony. Got a Sean, how are you? I'm good, I'm very sorry I'm late. That's Sean Robinson,
0: I didn't mind that he's late, he's a very busy boy. He's the chief executive from the Mental Health Foundation of New Zealand and I was very happy to have some of his time.
1: It's perfectly natural in a global pandemic to have some, some fear, some worry, some anxiety, and to get it down, you know, or depressed from time to time, you know. Um, for some people, you know, like me, I live with bipolar disorder, you know, so I've got long-term, you know, mental distress that I'm, I'm managing on a day-to-day basis. And, of course, you know, that gets activated by life events and crikey, is this one big life event. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, again, I've had some days of, you know, some quite significant anxiety and depression that I haven't experienced for some time. And I've just had to go, it's okay, you know, you can get through this. And, and then, you know, one of the other key things, and I definitely have had to remind myself of this, is not binge on the news about it you know i think you know especially early on when this was just unfolding it was kind of like oh my goodness what's going on and and everybody wanted as much news as possible and and the news media of course was in a feeding frenzy and then of course that news media extends to social media and you know our our social networks but you know our blogosphere and and everything else and it can just be incredibly overwhelming and feed that anxiety, so a key bit of advice is don't binge you know limit yourself to um I basically look at the Ministry of Health update you know once a day um I think in New Zealand we're really lucky we can we can trust our officials, we can trust what our politicians are saying because they are listening to the officials and taking a scientific approach to this. And then that's enough to keep me informed. And then I don't, you know, I don't really look at very much else. Maybe once or twice a week, I have a look at what's happening in the rest of the world.
0: Sean's right. The news media are in a feeding frenzy at the moment. And when you put social media on top of that, COVID-19 and its coverage can feel pretty suffocating but in some really odd way, I almost feel like it's kind of addictive. This stuff is really, really scary, but on the other hand, it's really, really interesting, you know, seeing this thing play out on a global scale, but that can just ratchet up that intensity and that anxiety. So you have control of your remote, you have control of your your devices. It's, It's fine to put them down. It's good to stay informed, but maybe just monitor that intake. Yo.
2: Right now we have a window of opportunity to break the chain of community transmission, to contain the virus, to stop it multiplying and to protect New Zealanders from the worst. Our plan is simple. We can stop the spread by staying at home and reducing contact. Now is the time to act.
0: Okay, so the irony wasn't lost to me that I just talked about minimizing your exposure to the media and the first thing I do is to expose you to more COVID media. But the long and the short of it is that we all now live in bubbles. Sounds kind of nice, these floaty things that are see-through, that are kind of protective, although they can be burst pretty quickly. Look, I don't want to get too much into the physical makeup of bubbles. I've been down that road too many times and it doesn't lead anywhere good. The bubbles that we're living in, we're
2: surrounded by our loved ones and our families. There, what could be better? There is some opportunity here rather than to move towards conflict and avoidance is to actually uh, find some resolution, Uh, I think. A lot of people I talk to, too, in therapy... Um, actually, really, when you when ask them what matters, it often is their family and people closest to them, and everything else. You know, they're trying to support them and be providers, etc. But they really lack that quality time. And now, now is a great time for quality time. You know, it's a really, really good time to do some things with your family and actually set up the conditions for that. Whether it's you know playing some games together, um, going on a walk together. We're allowed to walk. You know, we're allowed to keep local to our home, at um, within our bubbles. And, you know, it's like you can really try and set up some activities and some things to just be together and to really enjoy each other's time. But of course, some space is good too. Humans need space. Different humans need more space than others. And so, but, you know, fortunately we are, you know, we've agreed in our kind of social contract that it's all good to go for walks, bike rides, runs, as long as we stay, you know, within the local region of of where we're living. And there's a lot of some grey areas there, but I think, you know, it just depends where you're living and the context of where you're living. Like maybe the closest, you know, um, reserve is a little bit further, so you might need to go to to it. Um, So I'd say that's really important. But in terms of like, if conflict starts to ramp up, you know, firstly keep doing the self-reflection stuff I mentioned. Conflict comes from within ourselves and resolve things within ourselves that play out um, with other people as if they're parts of ourselves. So there's something going on within you that you need to resolve and take ownership for. It's not the other person's fault. Take ownership for the conflict because maybe there's something that person's bringing to it. Um, you know, especially, I mean, if it's someone being abusive, it's a different story. Um, but there's often within a conflict, there's a relationship between people and there's part of that, that you can own yourself and that's coming from you. So look at that. But also this is a time for resolution. Like you might just choose to avoid it and just like stare at your computer screen and explore the internet, um, and not talk about it. But this is an opportunity to ask someone hey can we talk about this can we talk about our relationship and like you know prepare for that and like wait and don't just jump into it say you know when would you like to do that is there a time that could work for you so they're prepared to and they're in the right state for it as much as you can be Um, and then look each other in the eyes and have that honest conversation
0: Look, I understand if you'd rather be fed to tigers than and hidden under a septic tank than spending time trapped in your bubble talking about all the problems in your relationship. But Sam's right, this does present a pretty unique opportunity. Like mental health and physical health, the health of your relationship also needs to be maintained with whoever your snuggle buddy is. But look, take Sam's advice make sure you do it in a planned way. You don't do it in a point of anger and in the middle of an argument. Do it from a place of peace because you want to maintain that peaceful bubble.
2: Alright, you know what? I don't want to get into some nasty fight, so can we please talk to each other the way the therapist told us to talk to each other? Fine. Fine. It makes me feel sad when you are dishonest. I understand it makes you feel bad when I am dishonest with you. It hurts my feelings when you treat me with contempt and corner me and try and trick me into lying. Okay. It makes me sad when it's so easy to trick you into lying because you're such a lying sh- bag. That's not... You can't do that. You can't do that. The therapist said you're not allowed to judge me. That's not a judgment. That's
1: just a fact.
0: So you've survived the we-need-to-talk discussion with your significant other without being a cynical douchebag like me. But what about if you've got kids? How do we manage family life during this lockdown period?
1: Sort of really being conscious about how... Uh, you know, how am I going to approach well-being and the well-being of the people in my bubble? You know, actually making a bit of a plan about it rather than just kind of trip over it. I think, you know, that that's really helpful. And, and some of that is how do I get my away time? You know, we can go and go for walks around the block. Um, you know, I'm working from home like lots of people, you know, I've managed to, have a little, you know. I'm in the spare bedroom and I I close the door so my kids can do their thing. But then I take time when I, you know, it, you know, I spend time with them. But also, if they've got sort of uh, a plan and activities for, you know, what's what's the day going to look like. So one of the one of the activities on the Sparklers at Home sort of page is you know plan the day. So sit down with the kids, you know, and kind of go what's your day going to look like, you know? And then what's what, what do you think my day is going to look like? So they start to understand oh, you've got to do some other things and I need to entertain myself at this time and then we're going to have this time together. I thoroughly enjoy
0: talking to both of these gentlemen. In this next part, Sam really outlines how turning the situation where you may be suffering with loneliness from the isolation of being in a bubble by yourself into an
2: opportunity for some real personal growth say you're feeling lonely in your bubble firstly um you have the option to feel lonely and to dwell on that loneliness and to enhance that feeling um or you could say well this is actually a great time for self-reflection you know have have you ever taken the time to stop and review your life take significant events from your life and start to like write about them in a journal and be like what did i learn from that how did that shape me you know and actually like there is so much to explore in your internal world it's you know it's you could (laughs) it's massive like you know four weeks however long it's gonna be there's so much you can do and there's so much healing you can do within yourself um, that will actually help fill that void that is loneliness you can fill it within yourself through learning about yourself learning to love yourself learn to be kind to yourself uh, to really fundamentally understand the person you are and there's like so many great mediums to do that, like journaling, there's also meditation really helps mindfulness meditation. There's brilliant apps like Insight, Calm, Headspace, that are free to use, that you can start to use to help your awareness of your thoughts. Um, and so there's that, you can, you can do that if you're lonely. And you can also reach out. We, we're, we're lucky to be in this digital age um, where there's heaps of platforms to connect, like right now, we're using Zoom. Um, I had a family Zoom call the other day. We don't normally have family Zoom calls, so like, we're connecting more just because we, you know, because of the situation. Um, and people doing neighbourhood WhatsApp groups, and neighbourhoods, like streets, are connecting more. And they're going, "Hey, I can't, you know, I can't feed my ducks today, can someone feed my ducks just, you know, stay two metres away." So, but neighbourhoods are connecting more. Um, so there's all these really positive things, and you can, like, I've gone to online dance parties um, where people use like Twitch and Zoom to like create like dance experiences and share music.
0: So if we make a plan and view this lockdown period as an opportunity for personal growth within ourselves and in our relationships, we can survive and thrive in our bubbles but well, what about the huge economic impacts of this crisis? Massive industries are being wiped out, businesses can't generate income, and the flow-on effects are that many people are on reduced salaries, and sadly, many of us have lost our jobs and incomes altogether. How on earth do we take care of our mental health in the face of these giant challenges?
1: Mental health is a social justice issue. It always has been. Um, you know, most Mental distress is caused by things that happen in our lives, not by uh, diseases, you know. Um, they may lead to things that get, you know, termed as conditions, which when you, you know, you don't have to be a rocking scientist to realize if you've grown up in a violent household where there's not, not enough food, you're moving all the time, you know, you're gonna have to live with the psychological impacts of that and sort of unpack that. At this time. You know, that stuff's just, you know, doubly, doubly compounded. So um, I think the government is doing their best to try and address that. But I think the longer this goes on, the more they're going to have to focus on supporting the most vulnerable um, in our community, because we've already got one in four children live in poverty. Um, You know, that, none of us get, get any benefit out of that so this is definitely something where we are all in it together and you know maybe it's going to focus us on the need to uplift everybody with a real priority on those that are you know struggling the most socially and financially you know i would also just really encourage people to reach out for help um, there are still mental health services operating. Um, You know, there's 1737 is a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week helpline that you can text or call. Um, And I know that they are ramping up their capacity, you know, very, very quickly to try and um, be able to support uh, people. DHB services are still operating. GPs are still operating. So, you know, people should be reaching out for that, um, you know, as well as working on supporting their own and their families and the community's well-being they should be reaching out for help early when they need it and also not being afraid to reach out for the government assistance this is not something where we should have pride about the fact that I sh- you know um, this is nothing that anybody could have done anything about you now the Treasury has said this so if you've become unemployed or your business is struggling now no failure of yours is. It's a bug called
2: COVID 19 that none of us saw coming. I want to respect that this situation is super challenging and painful for people. It just needs to be sat with, really, and felt together. And we all need to acknowledge and validate that and feel some of that pain with those people. And in terms of advice and myth, we're fortunate to be in New Zealand. You know, we have great leadership at the moment. and from what I can see there's a lot of packages people can seek um, to support themselves financially right now, you know, help your neighbour support people and you know it's, and we can all contribute in our own ways you know, it's just like I was getting back earlier like what gives you purpose, like how can you truly contribute to things that are actually essential, like food uh, shelter um, basic basic things for our needs um, people's health and and do that. Like now's the time. So I I don't know, it's hard. And I say I just say it's hard. Seek support. You know, the best thing you can do to support someone isn't to try and solve their problem. Like but also if they're just like feeling bad, listen to them and just feel some pain with them and sit there like that is just a sometimes. It's just a, it's like sit and feel pain. Like that's true healing. Like that's what you do. That's all I do as a psychologist really. A little bit more to it, but that's really, really foundational. And grieve. you grieve know, actually like there's, there's a loss there you know you might have lost say you built a restaurant and that's a great contribution to society you know you're providing people with food and entertainment um, and you, if it wasn't for the virus that would be considered quite essential grief is a really healthy way to deal with loss uh, the other thing is to ask yourself why why did that why did they love that you know was it that creative expression was it they just like hosting people was it about hosting people and if you can ask deeper questions about why you did that in the first place, like what it underneath it, maybe you can find that in life at the moment.
0: Sadly, myself and many of you listening in New Zealand have been to suicide funerals. The tragedy of those occasions are beyond words. Unfortunately, I've been to a few. The high rate of suicide in our beautiful country is more than alarming. The one common phrase heard at all of them is I wish I reached out. I wish I called. I wish then maybe they'd still be here. There's an agonizing sense of somehow wanting to go back in time, and that would somehow fix it all. Well, sadly, I don't have a time machine, but I know that there are still plenty of vulnerable people with mental health issues that before the crisis needed help. And now that we're in this COVID-19 lockdown crisis, now more than ever, they need to be protected. So, if there's someone in your bubble who needs help, or if you yourself need help, what's the best strategy to get through this whole thing?
1: We've got some very specific advice on exactly those situations on our website, on the Mental Health Foundation website. One of the first things we developed was, um, you know, looking at our advice around um, managing suicidal thoughts and supporting someone who's experiencing suicidal thoughts in a COVID-19 situation. And a lot of it is really applying the same principles, but, you know, without the physical contact, which is challenging, you know, it is really challenging. Um, I had a call yesterday from someone in exactly this situation, worried about a family member. So, um, you know, I think, uh, again, Staying in contact with the person as much as possible, and if you're in the bubble um, with them, you know that's about pacing yourself, but letting them know that you're there. If you're not in the bubble with them, it's a bit the same. You know, use whatever electronic means to let them know that you're there. Don't have to actually um, solve their problems. Sometimes, you know, in in my dim dark, dark past when I was pretty unwell i was acutely suicidal and i know some of my friends and family would try to solve my problem when they talked to me and said i come up with a magic issue that that would make me feel better and that's often not helpful you don't have to do that you sh- uh, it's really just show compassion say this must feel terrible you know i hear it feels terrible and i'm just here with you you know you can call me i'm here now you know um you need to manage your, your own energy in that and, and be able to do that. If you're worried about someone, ask them, are you feeling, thinking about suicide? Um, you won't actually put that idea in their head. Um, you, you know if, if, if a person is in that space, sometimes it's very relieving for them to say that. Sometimes they'll, they're just not in the space to say it, but you won't make it worse by asking. Then people kind of go, oh, but what if they say yes, that's going to freak me out. Well, again, just stay with the person in whatever emotional way you can stay with them. If you're really worried that they're in imminent danger, um, uh, then the police are still operating. And the police are part of uh, our mental health response. So um, you can always call the police uh, if you're really concerned that someone is you know, in immediate danger. There are those other services that are still operating. So the DHB crisis teams, GPs, um, 1737 uh, are all services that are, are still operating and they can provide support to you as a person who's feeling suicidal or support to you as a person who's supporting someone who's feeling suicidal. We have personal survival plans. You know, that's one of the key things we've got on our website. So, you know, a little, again, a plan of reasons why I, you know, reasons why I should still live. You know, sometimes when you get into that cycle in your head about um, thinking about dying, um, it's easy to forget the things that, you know, or, or put it this way, when you start to remember things like, My kids love me. My, you know, my auntie loves me, you know, my dog loves me, you know. I like swimming at the beach. Any little thing can start to break that cycle. So having a list of those things, actually writing them down, and when you're feeling really, really bad, go back and look at them. Getting rid of um, means, you know, get dangerous things away, you know, lock them away, lock them in the boot of your car, or, you know, whatever. if you're in a bubble with somebody, ask them to take those, those things away. So, you know, there's a whole lot of um, ways that we can, you know, help to reduce this risk. Um, and rather than a huge long list of it now, I just really encourage people to go look at our website, Mental Health Foundation New Zealand. And under COVID-19, you'll see, um, you know, advice around dealing with suicidal thoughts and supporting someone who is feeling
0: suicidal. Just some amazing stuff coming from Sean there. Sean has been so open with his own experiences, his own dealings with with having bipolar disorder and I've got nothing but love for that man so thank you so much for your time and everybody needs to go to mentalhealth.org.nz there's just a whole array of fantastic resources there for all of us no matter what sort of mental health state you deem yourself to be in mental health is something that we all have we all have varying states of of degrees of how healthy we are in our mentality so we can all manage it so go to mentalhealth.org.nz and have a a look at some of the fantastic resources and especially if you know someone who is in crisis and is in need and desperately needs the help of those wonderful people there are some fantastic fantastic other resources available which we'll get into and we'll put some more stuff in the show notes as well also if you want to support the Mental Health Foundation I'm sure there's plenty of ways to donate to them but um, you may or may not Know that they are also an associated charity of Do Good Teas, which you listen to the Do Good Teas podcast, so it's about t shirts. So, um the fantastic artist Stitch Dink, a.k.a. Tommy Hana Grease, he is a legend, that boy. Um, two of his pieces, which is Run Run Gum Gum, and also the comic strip print, which is called Stress, um, very appropriately named for the these trying times we're in. The proceeds, uh, part of the proceeds go directly to the artist, and part of the proceeds directly go to the Mental Health Foundation. That was the charity that he chose, and he's kind of the reason why we're doing this. So thank you so much to Stitch Dink, that is fantastic. So just the last thing we're gonna to kinda of touch on before we wrap this whole thing up is these are hugely trying times. These these are massive changes going on in our world and in our per, in our lives as individuals and in our families and our bubbles. I'm so sick of saying bubble. Um But with these huge shifts, these huge changes, is there anything good that's gonna come from this? You know, can we find some goodness that we can squeeze out of this? We talked about a lot about the negatives, but one guy I know who's incredible at looking at the bright side of things and being able to find the good in anything is my rural guru, my cousin, we have the same last name, our fathers are brothers, um, Sam, Sam O'Sullivan. So let's hear his thoughts.
2: The hardest thing about the situation is we can't run from it, and we can't fight it. <laughs> you know, it's, We don't have any, any way to fight it, so it's actually like it's quite hard, but like, that's not an unusual situation in life. You know, there's lots of things like that that'll give us anxiety that we can't do anything about, and the only thing we can do is actually accept that it's happening. Yeah. And I think that is fundamental, is to go, this is happening, it's okay, this is happening, and then what can I do to give myself some control over the situation? And I think the the best thing you can do to give yourself some control over the situation is to stop and reflect and reconsider your life and go: Am I living in a way that I want to right now? This is the time to consider that. Am I living a purposeful existence? What would give me well-being? What are the themes in my life when I really look at my life and my childhood that I actually genuinely enjoyed? You know, like did I enjoy creative things? Do I like writing? Do I like Learning things that I've never learned before. Um, you know, why am I actually doing this job? Really stop and consider what you want to do, and if you can try and just brainstorm and then theme that. Brainstorm the themes, and then go, like, well, what's underneath those themes? Ask yourself why questions. Like, why? You know, why do I enjoy building? And maybe it's actually nothing to do with building. Maybe it's to do with connecting with people as you build. Maybe it's to do with, maybe it is to do with like the visual expression. But really, like, look at things in your life because you can dig deeper and deeper and really get down to like what is my purpose like what is my existence how do I want to contribute to society how do I actually want to support people and have a place within community and I think stopping and looking at the threat and accepting it and going well actually you know what can I do in my life um, to live uh, an existence that gives me well-being and that supports people um, so that's the way they're going to get through this and yeah that, that's my advice.
0: Sam, you are a legend, sir. Sam is my little cousin. He's about three or four years younger than me. Um, but uh, and the truth is, I look up to that guy. He is—he truly is a legend. He is the clinical psychologist behind uh, Clearhead, which is an AI chatbot, artificial intelligence. Um, it's actually sort of it sort of operates like a well-being assistant. It can give you an overview of your, of your mental health. It can point you in the right direction of recommended therapists. And it can also provide you a well-being plan. So that's an amazing resource. So go check that out. That's clearhead.org.nz so Sam is also the creator of tough talk so check out tough talk. NZ um, it's just they it's a short documentary series about um, men's well-being and mental well-being it's a fantastic very very powerful some amazing stories from some amazing guys there I would definitely check that out and also check out tough talk on Facebook uh, you can get involved with the conversation you can kind of follow Sam's life as he lives out there on the farm I think he's doing a shoot um, posts about farm life at the moment cutting wood and things like that I'm sure the deeper meanings of Involved in cutting wood he's that sort of guy he is a legend finally everybody um, thank you so much for listening this is the first episode of the Do Good Tease podcast thank you for getting all the way to the end we really really do appreciate it Do Good Tease was created to do good and the Do Good Tease podcast is to sort of highlight some of that good from some of the charities that we're working with at Do Good Tease and we're really really passionate about just putting some goodwill out there um, so if you want to get involved with us you can uh, we're on Instagram at do good at teas, I should really and our website is nz. if you just want to engage give us any ideas or anything like that or if you're an artist and you want to um, get your designs on some t-shirts let us know and hopefully we can get some change going your way as well because we want to curate art there's some incredible artists out here in New Zealand and it's about bringing them to the fore as well so once again thank you so much for listening finally um, I just want to leave you with one thing that I found really really powerful through this whole COVID experience and Look, I'm not a royalist, um, but sometimes I've got a wee soft spot for the Queen. The Queen is that person that's somehow been in my life from very much afar, um, all 36 years of it, and I found her speech... About COVID this week, very very powerful. So, thank you so much for listening. I'm just going to leave you with the tail end of that particular speech, and um, I look forward to I look forward to making another one of these podcasts, and I look forward to engaging with all of you guys. So, stay safe out there. Be kind to each other. Love one another, and do good, everybody.
1: We should take comfort that while we may have more still to endure. Better days will return. We will be with our friends again. We will be with our families again. We will meet again. But for now, I send my thanks and warmest good wishes to you all.
0: OK, Mary, can you say thank you for listening? Thank you for listening. <laughs> say it with some enthusiasm. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. I love you. I love you. No sé